Thank you for listening to another installment of The Frequency, our Delta Green actual play operation. This is a horror show, and its content may contain things that some viewers may find disturbing, including extreme violence and psychological torments. Be sure to have listened to the other parts of this series to make sense of the events within. But please, enjoy, while you're still sane enough to do so. Ronnie. You find yourself in a place that's familiar, but an unfamiliar position. You know the room you're in. You're actually handcuffed instead of zip-tied. They put you in cuffs when they shoved you in the back of this SUV and drove you to the sheriff's office. You remember passing by the front, not seeing reception, seeing Sheriff McLean's door tightly closed, no sound, as you're shoved by a tall, blonde man clad in a nondescript business suit, wielding an MP5 that hangs on a strap over his neck and shoulder. And you're sitting in this interrogation room, a room you've been on the other side of this two-way glass before. Never really thought you'd be sitting in the chair you're in. Your handcuffs threaded through this metal loop in the table. You haven't been here long, but every minute is anxious. How are you feeling? Hey, anyone there? My dog was at the hospital. Can't just leave it. It. Her. (laughs) Can't just leave her. (laughs) I imagine you've been talking about Butch for some while. To anybody who you see, anybody who would listen since the moment they took you from the medical center. But finally, the door opens. First walks this curly-haired woman, pulling out a chair across the table from you. Behind her, this blonde man with an MP5. The woman lays a manila folder on this steel table and opens it up. Veronica Ronnie Evans. Bit of a unusual resident of Big Timber. How are you, Ronnie? Wondering uh, what the fuck you did with my dog. You just leave it there, abandon it at the hospital? We had to leave the dog... In the truck, but I promise you, she's alright. How can you promise me that? She's alone in a truck. She's not dead? Someone watching her? How Can you promise me she's not dead? You fed her? Oh, somebody's watching her. Gave her some water? You're good friends with Dr. Frederick Greenwood, isn't that true? 
get my dog here and I'll answer some questions. Answer my questions and you'll still have a dog tomorrow. Who are you people? How is Dr. Greenwood's mental capacity? Man, I don't know who you are. You, I guess, are threatening my dog with killing it? Why would I say anything? Veronica. Miss Evans. This is not a gambling game. This is a game of cooperation that you have to play. Tell me about Dr. Greenwood's mental capacity. I want a lawyer. A smile crosses her mouth, and she looks up towards the blonde with the MP5. Well, I guess it's a good thing and a bad thing that you aren't under arrest, Miss Evans. So I can go? No. Terrorism is a very serious threat. Is that what you're doing here? You're terrorizing us? No, I am protecting my country. Sure seems like you're up to some illegal activity here. She looks back at the blonde and he says, he places a, a photo down. The homeless man, Randy. Have you seen this man? I know my rights. I want a lawyer. Give me... Well, actually, give me an unarmed check minus 40. Interesting. Alrighty. Shooting for under 40 here. He's gonna, he's gonna smack you. It's <laughs> 12. Get you. You succeeded. So did he. In this contested roll. He got a higher one. He rolled a 13. Shit. <laughs> PB by one. Fucker. PB by one. You take two points of damage as the butt of an MP5 hits you in the back of the in the side of the face. Ouch. The woman speaks up and says, Miss Evans, we are not the police, we are not the FBI, we are not the CIA. We do not operate according to the law, we operate according to our own agency's guidelines. I suggest you're cooperative with me because as I'm sure you're familiar with the trope of good cop, bad cop, I promise you, I am the good cop. You just said you're not the cops. As I spit some blood term. on the table. Have you seen that man? I don't know who you are. You're not cops. You're not CIA. You're not whatever. You're beating with the gun, threatening my dog. Why would I answer shit? She leans back in her chair. She looks up to the blonde. She goes, killed the dog. And he starts walking out the door. Wait, wait, wait. Are you fucking going to kill a dog? Are you guys monsters? Stop. That's entirely up to you, Veronica. At least tell me who you are. Roll me a per... Do you have persuade? Probably not. Let's see. I mean the basic 20. Give it to me. It's a fail. You're bargaining with no chips, Veronica. I don't have to tell you who I am. 
you have to tell me who you are and what you know, especially about that man. If I tell you, will you bring my dog here? Get her some food? She looks up to the blonde man and he shakes his head no and she says, yes. Sir, do I trust her? <laughs> What's your human? Ten. <laughs> you don't know. This man right here? Yep. Uh, saw him at the diner. Left town soon after. As far as I know, at least. She places another photo down. A photo you recognize to be Agent Maya Oakley. Have you seen this woman? Yeah, I mean, she was at the diner, too. Did you interact with her at all? Yep. What did she say to you? Uh, told me she was an FBI agent. I mean, she told the whole room that. Have these two people had any contact? I mean, we were all in the diner. Did you see them speak? Uh, I don't think... No, I think the deputy and the sheriff told her to stop talking to people. So, I passed her my number, but she hasn't called it. Why'd you pass her your number? She seemed like she wanted to help. I wanted to help, too. She looks back at the blonde. She says, get the dog. Bring it in with some food. Meanwhile, we pan over to Agent Oakley riding a shotgun in this van. You have turned off the main road about two and a half miles away from Big Timber. I, I want to be following the map with my, like with a pen or something. Okay. Like, so I know where I'm going. Even if they won't, he won't tell me. Is there a related skill you'd like to apply here? Let me look. I don't know if a bureaucracy, probably not. Uh, nope. I have a good human. I don't know if like, if I could be asking questions about my location and he could be, you know, describing it or responding to me. Okay. What do you say? What's where your human, by the way? Last time we left off, I said, where are we going? And he okay. said, back to Big Timber, so I'd like to follow up um, in that way. And like, what's your human? 70. Okay. He says, there's an old fishing dirt road that takes you right on over to Yellowstone River. Cutting close up here, we can take a park ranger path and curve a little bit into some barely overgrown brush and get you right on the, the outside. And you're following along with your map. You you believe what he's saying. He doesn't seem to be deceiving. Deceitful, rather. And he's chain-smoking cigarette. Old Fishing Road over Yellowstone River? Go down the Yellowstone River. Follow the bank a little bit. Take the ranger, ranger path up. And the van is like... Like shaking back and forth. Like, clearly this is... Not the vehicle for this terrain. Yeah. Uh, my old remark. This isn't the most stealthy operation I've I've been on. <laughs> to be fair, I guess I haven't been on many, but this time I, 
analyst, but but seriously, this is loud. We don't have to be stealthy till we get close. Whole point of this is to get close. Chain smoking a cigarette, just puffing, exhaling. Listen, I'm not playing this game, and whether I'm in a game or not, like, I need to know what's going on. What do you want from me? Why are you playing me like a pawn? I want answers, and I. it seems like you do too, but I'm not ready to be a pawn right now. It takes a long drag before flashing out his window, he says. Agent Oakley, the time for games is over. I agree with you. Have you ever heard of Majestic 12? No. Thought not. Boom, boom, boom. Continuing on this path, he says. Majestic 12 is an agency. People deep, deep in top secret government. Say, Agent Oakley, what do you what do you think is the heart of what you do? Why do you commit your time and life to the FBI? What do you think is the basis of your job? Is it truth? Is it justice? It's preventative. It's the best I can do with behavioral sciences to, to prevent and analyze people, to prevent bad things from happening. I care for people. And I want to prolong lives and understand why people do things they they do. And what's the length you'd be willing to go to protect those people's lives? I'd say I committed my whole life to it, so I'd say I'd give up a lot. Would you give more? Would you give your mind? Would you give your relationship with the ones you love? Would you give up your whole view of this whole goddamn world? I guess I've never been asked that question, and I never have come, it's never come up. Well, I'm asking that question now. I guess I don't know until I'm face to face with something like that. What if I were to tell you, Agent Oakley, that every scientific jump we've made in the last 50 years, every conspiratorial evidence that has hit the internet every move we've made politically every modern global event that has happened has all been orchestrated what if i were to tell you that there are people working in our government that know things that man was not meant to know i'd say that's pretty incredible i guess incredible or deadly I know nothing of that. I don't know that that could even be there. But I guess an important question is, is Majestic 12 what I saw coming into town? Yes, it is. I'm going to be real with you. I I came to town when I heard... Well, you know what I heard. I demonstrated. But I knew I wasn't going to be the only ones who heard that. In fact, I'm quite surprised that I jumped the gun on it and got here first. But these, these people, this agency, their agendas are dangerous. Whatever's wrong, they want. Whether for them or 
God knows what else. They seek to harness powers that, pe that people should not have. I know you know something's wrong with Frank McNeil. And I don't think you're like, going to like my suggestion. Which is? We need to kill him. As far as I know, he's not around right now. My motives in this are that I've started to care. And now there are people are in Big Timber that I care for. And as far as I know, if we are working together now, I need a role. And you need to have a role. Like, there needs to be some something here to, that I can go by that will make any sense to me in this situation. We can't just be here having cryptic messages swapped back and forth and not understanding each other. We need to make a plan, and that's it. What do you know about your friend, Dr. Greenwood? Not a lot. He's got a cabin on the outskirts of town. Hard to find. You think if we could get there, he'd find us? Maybe. How would you know to get there? How to get there? I followed him. Of course you did. He pulls the van into his spot, turns the engine off, and says, You ready to hike, Miss Oak or Agent Oakley? We need to go on foot from here. Call me Maya. Let's go. Got a gun, Maya? Of course. Keep it loaded. Always. He exits the driver side, goes around to the back, climbs in the back. Do you follow him? Do you look inside? Yeah. Okay. You see, there's two heavy blankets that cover the walls of this van, and you see as he pulls one up, and he plucks a shotgun off from this rack of an insane amount of guns and weaponry. Let's go. Being that I'm all in, I'm just gonna flip over the blankets. Just look. We're all fucking in, so <laughs> do it. You see submachine guns, illegal full automatic rifles, you see pistols, you see dynamite, you even see a bit of C4, like unbelievable weaponry that's highly illegal to have, and he throws the blanket back up and he says, ain't gonna arrest me now, are you, Agent? I think she's trying to be composed, but there's a lot of fear inside of her now, like just being with this person and and being in the thick of it, like this she's in some shit, so she'll just be playing it cool. Let's okay. go. <laughs> like fall. Dr. Greenwood. Hi. Dan. It's dusk. There's a bit of the sun remaining by the time you reach Dr. Greenwood's home. Guys are covered in dirt. Dr. Greenwood, you're tired at this point. Dan, I'm going to tell you, I'm tired than those, uh... God, I don't even have a colloquialism that can describe how tired I am. 
Let me tell you. You sir have lost your common vernacular. Uh, well, <clears throat> I'm going to look around and uh, I'm going to say, well, let me tell you here, Dan. Uh, if you travel south from my cabin, uh, probably about 100 yards, there's a bear box that I've got out there. Okay. Do you remember do you remember the time that uh you got into boot camp those years? Oh yeah, like it was yesterday. Okay. Do you remember when Mogadishu happened? Yeah, I remember that. That's the date to unlock the code. Put uh I'm going to give him the briefcase that everything's in. Go ahead and put that in there. Then come on back. I'm going to take a shower and I need to go to bed. The cabin's free reign. You come on in, you take you take a spell, and we're going to try and figure things out. But I, I need to take a nap, at very least. You rest well, Doc. You remember well, uh, remember your days on the battlefield. There's yeah. always shit going on. You rely on your brothers to watch your back. And that's why I'm hoping you'll come on back and, and rest for a spell in my in my cabin here. Anyway, I'll hand him the the leather Atashi case or briefcase or whatever it is. Everything just kind of went all cattywampus on us, so we just got to keep our even footing here over a big stick. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go soak my head for a minute. I'm gonna go into my cabin and I'm going to uh, get like a change of clothes and take a shower real quick and then take a take a nap in my bed. <laughs> okay. We'll see if all those things happen for sure. Mm-hmm. Ronnie. You're sitting there petting Butch as you watch this Can dog I pet devour. Butch? They, did they take my cuffs off? They did to let you feed Butch. So coming along, the blonde agent unlocks your cuffs and says... I don't think I need to remind you that if you make any sort of wrong move, I will shoot you dead. Backs up to the corner of the room, and in comes Butch, walked on a tight leash, snarling at a different agent as they bring him in and set a bag of food down next to a dish that they found in the back of your truck. Hey, Butch. Good dog, good dog. Did they hurt you? (laughs) (laughs) I just comforting Butch and yeah, getting her some food. The slobber that emanates from her mouth tells her that tells you that she's happy and she's not hurt. No, no wounds on her. No flinching. No pain. And the curly-haired woman comes back in, gives a nod to the blonde man and he grabs Butch by the collar starts to drag her out Butch starts chomping he says better get control of this dog it bites me I will put her down it's okay Butch go with him takes Butch out of the room shuts the door behind Miss Evans I understand your apprehension towards me and my partner, but 
I really want to cement that the reason we are acting borderline irrational is this town is in far more danger than you realize. Sure seems like it. What have you found on Frank McNeil? Frank McNeil? Uh, the doctor tried to bring him back to the hospital and he escaped somehow. I think he might have knocked him out. How old do you think Frank McNeil is? Never been good at guessing age. Uh, 30? See, the strange thing to me, and she leans back in the seats, is, and she says, We've been talking to a certain Sheriff McLean. And he's under the impression that Frank McNeil is roughly, oh God, <laughs> 60 plus years old. Yeah, he didn't get much sleep last night. She gives you a smile and she says, you see, that's what I was hoping you would say. Things like this tend to send ripples through communities, and this community of Big Timber seems very close to you. Am I correct? I mean, I grew up here. Of course, that means you would do anything to preserve the status quo of such a small town. You wouldn't want it to become the hub of insanity and bizarre theories, correct? Yeah, not insanity. Doesn't mean the change is always bad, but I mean, sure. I don't want people going insane and try to, yeah, the drink, hopefully it'll calm down, set his nerves. After this situation is resolved, we are going to need people of this, of respect in the community to step up and be witnesses, sane witnesses, in order to set the story straight, if you will. So is this going to court? It doesn't have to. Of course not, because you're not with any agency. You're a fast learner. Now you see, Miss Evans, I would like to count on you to brush aside any rumors or happenstance of Frank McNeil and this strangely old person that doesn't really make any sense anyways. I really want a local leader, somebody who's been here for a while, to be able to speak <laughs> up and say what a str to speak out against any oddities that others may claim. I mean, sure, but uh, I don't know if anyone here would call me a leader. <laughs> but that's the thing. If you co cooperate, Veronica, you could be, and I'd like to see you uh, change this whole town's mind. That would be that would be quite the uh, miracle. Well, that's the thing is, I don't have to change the town's mind. In fact, I like towns like this. They're predictable. It would be a shame to see this town reject you. I've seen lots of rejection here. But it could be more. 
I mean, if dirty laundry is aired amongst this every citizen of Big Timber, it's it's quite strange what small towns like this do because oftentimes even family members of rejects in small towns are shunned. I've seen it happen to doctors, lawyers, even local veterinarians that are associated with strange people of small towns. We'd hate to do that, right? I'd love for you to talk straight. I mean, it sure sounds like you're threatening my family. What do you, what's going on? What do you need? In a few days, this mess will be wrapped up. We need somebody to corroborate the official story of Big Timber. How is there an official story when there's not an official agency? The official story is Sheriff McLean killed himself. Whoa. Due to whoa, excessive whoa, whoa, drinking. What? Oh, I'm sorry. You must not have heard the news. Sheriff McLean had a psychotic episode and killed himself due to excessive drinking. He spun strange theories about a vagrant who visited the diner in the nude. Can we get some local uh, police corroborating this uh, suicide? Well, actually, I have a testimony here that I was hoping you had signed. That says you were the first responder on the scene, and she slides a piece of paper towards you. Hey man, you said you wanted me to tell the truth. This doesn't sound like the truth. I didn't say I wanted you to tell the truth. I wanted you to corroborate our truth. I'm not signing that. I wasn't the first responder. Veronica, think very critically about your future in this town. I'm you know, these a... things are are very sad. It's very unfortunate when people of important positions take their own lives. Perhaps they had some regressed side of themselves that eventually snuck up and perhaps they leave behind mothers, sisters, and dogs. Threatening me now? Gonna make me uh, commit suicide? Oh, I couldn't make you do that. Yeah, because it wouldn't be and suicide. And she gathers the paper. She puts it in the middle of a folder and she says, We'll be talking to you, Miss Evans. Yeah. Have a good night. And she leaves and shuts the door behind you. And you find yourself again alone in this room. Oh, that's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, things are ramping up in big stick. I feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> it's getting Me weird. too. It is around 8 p.m. Dan, you find this. What did? How did you describe this, Wes? I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, it was a bear box, hundred yards. Uh, south of my cabin, in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Um, and then the code was the date of Mogadishu. About 100 yards south in bumfuck nowhere from Dr. Greenwood's cabin. You find this locked chest. What are you doing? Well, I put a 
Is it six digits or four digits? It's four digits. One zero nine three. No, just kidding. Sorry, I have no idea. <laughs> As your thumb meticulously rubs these the gear to the three, you hear click. All right. Um, yeah, I'll throw all this evidence in there. I'll put some... Uh, I'll close it back down, scramble it as best I can. Not... I'm going to turn each number about three clicks in a random direction. Not five. It'd be a dead giveaway. Uh, and I'm going to cover that. And with your alertness at 50%, you hear maybe 10 yards away a snap of a twig in the wilderness. You turn quickly to see Agent Oakley Hey. <laughs> and your homeless buddy, Randy. You snap your head back behind you and you see Randy followed by Agent Oakley. About 10 yards away. Is Randy still brandishing a shotgun? He's got it at his side. Not pointed at you, but yes. Uh, I'm going to quick draw my, my P229. Train it right on his head. He takes his hand off the, um, what do you call that? The cockaroni? <laughs> <laughs> you mean the pump action? <laughs> the pump, yeah. yeah. The cockaroni. Okay. He takes <laughs> his hand. Cockaroni and cheese. <laughs> he takes his hand off the pump. The cockaroni and cheese. He takes his hand off the pump. Good trigger discipline. Finger fully erect. And he says, it. Oh. Finger <laughs> super fucking hard. He says, I ain't going to shoot you, Agent. I understand that. And I like you, Randy. But it's not within my means to trust you at this very moment. I'm going to need you to stash that shotgun right here. I just made a nice little hiding spot. Yes, sir. He throws it towards you. Both hands up. I know when I'm outdrawn. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll holster my pistol and tuck a shotgun by the bear box. Sucker, he dies for the shotgun and shoots you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Get wrecked! <laughs> Maya is going to stumble forward and be like, and having her hands, like, obviously, like, the uneven, like, terrain is, like, getting the best of her. And she's like, it's Maya. And, like, just stumbling over <laughs> the fucking... It's Maya! It's, it's Maya! Maya. <laughs> goosh, goosh, goosh. <laughs> That's a that's a fucking t-shirt right there. <laughs> it's Maya. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh shit. What were you saying was the BLM agency? A bureau of land management. <laughs> when I read Cow Cop, I was like, BLM employees, what is that? Yep. Bureau <laughs> of Land Management. That's what I was like, what is this? Is this not like what is this? Oh my god, I think I think one of you complained about that to me. <laughs> I think it was you, Ayla. You were like PLM cop. I was like, is that weird? Like, why is that there? I was, like, yeah. I was, like, yeah. was PLM even a thing back then? Yeah, yeah somebody, that's all I confused. That's that was me. Somebody said that and I was like, 
okay, this is definitely not a sheet from the 90s, if that's the case. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's, 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 BLM has that's, been around since like the 60s or 70s. Hilarious. Because, yeah. That's funny. I was, because I, yeah, I did come to you. I was like, what? Is this a thing? Like, what the fuck yeah. is this? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway. It's Maya. <laughs> it's Maya. Well, friends, now that we're all, uh, now that we're all safe, come on up. Take a nod if you need to. I got this perimeter locked down. Pretty good. You got 50% alertness? Yes, sir. Great. Can I roll a uh, human on Randy? What's your human? Probably should have done that earlier. I think it's a 70. You don't have to roll. What are you, what are you trying to? Well, I guess what tell me what you're trying to dis- ascertain before I tell you if you need to roll or not. What are his children's I just names? Want <laughs> to know like if his intentions are pure? I don't know if that's like the best like way to say that, but like just to figure out like I don't know. I don't even know like how to frame it. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay. <laughs> if he had any sort of unless he's a mastermind deceitful you have a guard, like an element of trust with Randy. He's obviously withholding things, but for him to toss a shotgun at the feet of a, a special operator, he's—it's a sign of good faith. He's not, you know, reaching for a gun in his waist or anything. Okay. He's. Well, I'm dead set on getting his full story now that he's going to share housing with us possibly so like yeah that's my plan anyway i don't know if you yeah so what are you guys saying what's going on um i'm counting on dan to kind of guide us because i haven't been here before so well cabin's just up through that thicket um there's a sleeping soldier inside please respect the uh the noise level in fact randy I'm going to bring your shotgun with me. Seems like shit might hit the fan anytime now. Wait. Do you hear that? And with your alertness, you hear the sounds of tires racing through gravel. Duh. In fact, Randy, here's your shotgun back. <laughs> Get down. <laughs> you see an SUV pull up outside of Dr. Greenwood's cabin. Dr. Greenwood, you are having a phenomenal shower right now. Mm. <laughs> oh, it feels so good. What mm. warm water, cocoa butter <laughs> spread. Just oh, going yeah. Over. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking head and shoulders yeah. massaging in your scalp. Why is it always head and shoulders? <laughs> I got dangerous issues. <laughs> Dan, Maya, Randy, which is me. You just at yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You see two heavily armed agents, one driver's side, one passenger side, exit the vehicle. 
and quickly go to the front door of Dr. Greenwood's estate. Is there anything you want to do? Um, and to describe to you M16's body armor over business clothes. I mean, we Is just came from the woods. We could go back in. You guys are in a state of not being seen right now. You definitely have the element of surprise or a good place to keep hidden. Yeah, I want to figure out a a line where we can move fairly quickly right up behind their car and uh, get up to short range where that shotgun would be legitimately scary even to a guy in body armor. I'm going to say um, three of us. Do I them. think that... What do you, no, air that grievance. I don't know. I, 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 I'm going to figure out your damn it. I'm going to go try to like get up oh. alongside the house, I think. I don't know. I, I, I mean, following like Dan's kind of like, I don't know. I get what he's trying to do, but I also want to like take my training because I do have some training in this kind of thing anyway, just being an FBI agent, I think. So I think that like I would. Okay, want... well, hold on. Lead me step by step here. So, Dan says three of us, two of them, we can take them. Randy says, Randy says, if we want to make this move, I'll make it with you. But there ain't no going back once we kill one of those. Now nobody pulls the trigger, unless they draw. If they start to draw, all bets off. He puts a hand on your chest as you walk forward, and he says, You don't understand what this is, a special operator. They are shoot to kill by any means necessary of covering up. Understood. If you give them the chance to draw, you die. Well, let's hope we don't give them that chance. What are you thinking, Maya? I oh no. I I'm freezing up, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Seeing you hesitate. No, I don't want that to play and I, I just uh... Well hold on, no, that's that's a that's a very solid thing is why wouldn't you hesitate? You're a federal agent. Possibly let's take a step back in the bigger picture here. You're possibly killing another federal agent here. You don't yeah, know that's... what agency these people belong to, but they're clearly operating with the money and power of the federal government. Yeah, federal agents killing federal agents is not a good thing. No. Yeah, I'd say not. Since this is all moving really fast, seeing Maya hesitate, I'm saying Maya, left. Randy, right. Me, both. I'm going to pull my P229 and my SNW, uh, SNWJ frame. 38 special. My, Maya's sweating fucking bullets and saying, stay fucking hidden. I'm not going to pull this trigger for nothing. Don't pull it for what nothing. Are all, what are all your stealth scores? Ah, I'm used to bow, so I'm like already dreading it, but I think my score is different. I mean, it better be. <laughs> That's a fucking... 50. That's good. Yeah, hey, what's Randy's still score? It was all of us. Yeah. Are you giving good. Randy a shotgun back? 
I got a 10. I, I already damn didn't it. need it. Knowing that I am not trained for this, maybe I will, like, kind of stick, like, not go full force, like, kind of, like, head, you know, like, stay back a bit just to be able to observe before I ever make uh, different decisions. Okay. So where are you going, Dan? I'm going to put their car between me and them. I'm going to beeline up to the back of their car and pop out from the side. Wait, I'm sorry. You're going to put their car between you and them, beeline to the back of their car. Yeah, so I'm in cover. I'm visual cover. Okay. And I'm going to pop out from the side of their car. So are you following them into the house? I'm hoping to intercept them at the front door. I mean, so they're parked in the gravel outside the front door. At this point, they're at the front door. They're ready to breach. And we'll pick this up. <laughs> oh, shit. Next week on the oh. frequency. <laughs> Nice. God, I'm actually really stressed. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys are going to kill some fucking Asians, bro. Yeah. About to. Or die, actually. Because they have, die. keep in mind, the, they are heavily equipped. What's the gun you have right now? Dan. Uh, depends on which your one pistol? it is. Your You said you pulled out your P. That's a 9mm P229 would be a 9mm on the right. And a S and W J frame, uh, thirty eight special on the left. So it depends on who it is. Thank you for listening to the Reroll podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons living or dead or actual events are purely coincidental. Want to follow us on social media? Listen to another episode or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all of our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we could use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright, as well as the Chronicles of Rel main theme. Please consider donating to our Patreon if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.